guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Major Radio. Um, hope everyone's been having a good preseason. Hockey is officially back and swinging. Things are going well, not so well, depending if you watched the Flyers last night and agreeing with their roster moves and another move that they've done with the organization that I will definitely touch on. Um, just some quick thoughts, you know, the this is the final week of the preseason. There's only two more games left, Thursday night against the Rangers and Saturday against the Bruins. And then it all kicks in next week, October 4th, season opener out in the desert in Las Vegas at 10 p.m. start time. So make sure you have lots of caffeine that day. Um, so, so far in the preseason, the Flyers, they, they've been okay. Um, they've started out four games in four nights three of the games in a row against the Islanders, which is really weird. And actually they played out of their eight games. They played four against the Islanders in the preseason so far. Um, first game, you know, they had a lot of prospects and rookies in the lineup. They lost three, nothing second game. They added some more veterans in, they won three, one, then they had a better bit of a mix and it was another five, one win. And then a six, four win against the Rangers. And then they lost in overtime up in Allentown Friday night, three, two against the Islanders. And then last night, they lost 4-3 to to the Boston Bruins at home. Um, just going to touch on a couple of things. I guess I'll start with last night's game. I was personally there in attendance. I hope everyone saw, because I did post a couple of things on the team page. Um, not the team page, but the page. Um, it was a tale of two different games, and that's always been a problem with the Flyers. Um, they were essentially playing, playing the Providence Bruins, uh, I think the only two NHL names that I recognized on the Bruins last night were Brendan Carlo and Matt Grizzlick. Everyone else, I was like, who? And then they also started their fourth string goalie. And for half the game, the Flyers made him look like the next Marty Brodeur and Patrick Waugh, which is something he clearly is not. Um, it was very frustrating, and normally I'm the type of guy who stays for a whole hockey game. But it was such a disheartening, lackluster effort that even I was considering leaving um, before, right before the third period started. Because um, also it's preseason, so you know you're not really going to have a balance because half the lineup last night was half NHL vets and half prospects and minor league players. But the vets they had in the lineup, you know, you're having the names of Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, Ghost, Provorov, um, Andrew McDonald, not that he's really good. Um, Yuri Laterra, Dale Weiss, you know, they had the vets they had in the lineup were James Van Riemsdyk. The vets they had in the lineup were pretty good vets. And when you compare the two teams, you are like, okay, the Flyers should roll over this. The Bruins, or this should be me. I, I went with uh, last episode special guest, Matt Mastro. We went down together and we were talking before the game, like, this should be a blowout win for the Flyers, no contest, even in preseason. Um, but I guess you just saw the vets last night, just didn't really give a darn for half the game. And then Dale Weiss scores shorthanded, and then like, all right, let's see what's going to happen here. And then bada-bing, bada-boom, what do you know? It's 4-3. TK gets into it, and um, Giroux scored, and of course then Konechny scored, and it was just too little too late. Um, something of concern for me was the goaltending last night. Brian Elliott has not looked good since his return last year from that abdominal injury. And, you know, he's in his young 30s, mid-30s, and... Body starts to not heal as well when you get in that age range, especially for goalies. And 
I think he rushed back from the injury last winter, and it showed in his play down the stretch, and especially in the playoffs. And it's so far showed in his first preseason game. When he, if I were the coach, I wouldn't have given him that leash to make it 4 nothing. I would have yanked him when it was 3 nothing. Uh, put Anthony Stollers in. And this is concerning because our only three healthy goalies right now are Brian Elliott, Anthony Stollers, and praise be unto him, our future savior, Carter Hart. And as of right now, based on health, I mean, Neuberth looked all right, but then, you know, he sneezed and kachoo, groin injury. Uh, the Flyers haven't officially announced what his injury is, but it's Sounds like from the reports, one day of practice last week, he went down to make a save and then started stretching out his legs really well and slammed his stick while leaving the ice. And what does that scream to me? Another groin injury. Uh, maybe he just needs to go out and buy a new one at this point. Um, and Alex Lyon got hurt in warm-ups in the game, in the game last Friday night, and Anthony Stowers ended up playing the whole thing. So now you've got, you know, you're down Alex Lyon and Michael Neuvert. So all you have left again are Elliott. Hart and Stollers, and Hart and Stollers look like your two best goalies. Brian Elliott, like I said just a couple seconds ago, did not look good. He wasn't reading he wasn't reading the shots very well. He was kind of slow to get in position. He wasn't reacting very well. Um, he just looked sloppy. Now, I granted, it's his, it's his first preseason game. Like he, He's only been practicing the past couple weeks, but it was still like, yikes, you know, this Knowing the Flyers and Dave Haxall and Ron Hexall how they like to do things, the odds of Carter Hart making this team are sadly slim to none. And Elliott does not look ready to be thrown into a starting position. And Anthony Stollers missed the whole entire year last year except for the very tail end and played a couple he played like an ECHL playoff game for the for the um I'm blanking on our AHL affiliate, our ECHL team name, but they're up in Reading. And then he backed up for the Phantoms. And he didn't get in a single regular season game, so I don't know how quickly we want to throw him to the fire and be like, all right, you're going to get a chance to go in here and be an NHL starter. And then you have Carter Hart, who honestly, as of right now, I know there are some fans who are saying, don't ruin him, don't rush him too quick. But based on what I've personally seen so far in this preseason, He's our best goalie and has the best statistics. And if you're going by the by the ideology of playing your best players, Carter Hart should be the starting goalie for the Flyers next week in Las Vegas. Um, I know that's a big burden to bear and a heavy shoulder weight, but the kid the kid's ready. He's been a top notch goalie. He is the world's best goalie prospect. And you know it's he's time to show. Now, granted, time in the minors isn't going to hurt him. But if he's going to be in the minors, he needs to be the starting goalie and not in tandem. And that's the problem. There's a Flyers with too many bodies in net. So something has to go down. Uh, don't worry, Eric. I'm going to address that in just a second. That could probably be a rant. So for everyone wondering, I have my good friend Eric, who's commenting, asking about our good old new Flyers mascot. I have to collect myself. We'll get there. Don't you worry. We will get there. Um, where was I? Oh, goaltending. So, our curse since Ron Hextall. Um, it's just, you know, Carter Hart deserves it. And 
He's mentally, I believe he's ready. I mean, the kid got a Flyers mask and a Phantoms mask made for a reason. And the Flyers mask was made before the Phantoms mask. So you know what his goal is. His goal is to be on the Flyers. Now, I'll be okay if it's both, you know, if Stollers and the Miners, and at least Hart makes the team as the backup. That's fine by me. You know, is because then if Elliot gets shaky, you just swap him out. No, no big deal, you know. Uh, it's easier having him with the team than having sending him down to Allentown and having him be called up. So, but it's also interesting because Stollers has to go through waivers to go to the Miners. And there's a good chance another NHL team could pick him up. The Flyers already lost one prospect to waivers over the weekend. They lost Danny Martell, a good, small French-Canadian speedy scoring forward who was pretty dominant last year in the American League. He got claimed by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he's going to get his NHL shot, so good luck to him. But yeah, based on rooting the playing the best team possible, Carter Hart needs to make this team and be the starting goalie, if you ask me. Um, also going to that, I guess, setting down some more players. Um... The Flyers today sent down Philippe Myers and Nicholas Aubé-Coubel. Aubé-Coubel looked pretty good last night. He was playing on a fourth line with Dale Weiss and Yuri Laterra, so not much to work with because he pretty much skated with two pylons, even though Dale Weiss did have that wicked shorthanded goal last night. Um, Laterra just looked really bad. He's slow. Like, of course, you know, I say this and put him in my beer league and he'd dominate, but for the NHL, he's just slow. Uh, thank God his contract comes off the books next um, season. Um, Robert, you know, Mikhail Vorobiev looked really less. It looks like he belongs. To me, I give him the 3C spot since Morgan Frost got sent back to juniors. Um, nothing wrong with that on Frost. You know, more another year development where he'll dominate in the OHL. But Vorobiev centered, you know, Travis Konechny and Claude Giroux last night. He centered the top line, and he looked damn good doing it, you know. You roll our three our centers this season as Couturier, Patrick, Vorobiev, and Wheel, and that's fine by me. Um, some area concern is I doubt you're going to have Jordan Wheel be a fourth line center because the Flyers with that veteran mentality and grit down there, and that's looking like it's going to be Dale Weiss. Um, but a fourth line of Wheel, Raffle, and Lawton would be a very skilled fourth line that would dominate and probably put up some good numbers against other, you know, bottom line talent. A um, couple of things. Andrew McDonald also, he came back a month early than he was originally suspected or supposed to from injury, and it showed. He had a terrible, 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 how many more times can I say terrible game last night? Um, Matt and I were joking last night in the game, Right before you get the puck, we would yell turnover, and literally he would then turn over the puck. So, of course, the rest of the night, I spent the night whenever he had the puck making, you know, tasty cake turnover jokes. Um, it's just what I do. And um, he was paired with Christian Foleen, who we signed. He was our other big free agent signing this past summer. And he does not look good either. He looks like a seventh defenseman. And I just didn't like what I saw out of his game. The next deep pairing was, of course, Myers and Hag, and Hag didn't have a good game, but Myers played all right. Now, Myers had a critical turnover that led to the Bruins' fourth goal. And I, with a lot of other people, probably thought, oh, great, that's going to be the mistake that sends them down to the Phantoms, and that was proved right today. If you ask me, that's the wrong decision made by Dave Hextall and Ron Hextall. Um, one error over the whole course of the preseason and training camp 
should not warrant a demotion to the American Hockey League, considering when he's been our third best defenseman after Sanheim after Sanheim got hurt, being being below Provorov and Ghost. Um, I just don't understand. Again, this goes back to the deployment of players, and something I talked about all last spring and last winter. I don't get what the Flyers' problem is with wanting to skate the best team possible with the most skill possible. It just doesn't make sense to me, and I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think the only time you're going to see that philosophy change is if you get Dave Hackstall out of town. I've been calling for his head for over two years now, and they're not listening to me, which is unfortunate. But, um, you know, I'm sure we'll see Myers sooner than later. You know, the AHL is not going to hurt him. Yes, it's disappointing because you'd like to see Myers up here with the club. But maybe, hopefully, also by sending him down, that means Travis Sanheim's close to returning. So then you can see how everything shakes up. Um, we haven't seen Racco Gudis a lot this preseason. Um, so hopefully, you know, he slots it and Foline becomes a 7th D and is scratched the majority of nights because he was not good last night. Um, Ghosts last night, Ghosts of Program had two hell of a games. Um, once they started playing, Ghost shot this entire preseason. Looks like he's worked on it. I think he took being outscored by Provorov last year to heart. Because when you see, when you think of Ghost and Provorov, you think of Provorov being the more steady all-around defenseman, and Ghost is the offensive guy. And last year, they were kind of reversed. So maybe, hopefully, you can see Ghost build on that two-way game, and if the way his shot looks so far, he's going to put up some nasty numbers. And same with Provorov. Um, they both can wheel for days, and I'm just excited for that. Um, so yeah, just that's all I really have from last night in the preseason. And all the other cuts that I saw this preseason, I saw coming, uh, except for Frost. But he only really looked good in that first preseason game. And other than that, didn't really show the Flyers much. Although the Flyers didn't give him a very long look, but... I guess that's partly in Mikhail Vorobiev made that decision easy for the Flyers because it looks like Vorobiev won this center spot. So they got two more games to figure that out. Um, now I guess I will touch on the moment we've all been waiting for. As you see in my headline, I have the word grit in there. The Philadelphia Flyers have a new mascot. And his name is Gritty. And I am not a fan at all. 100 and a billion trillion familiar percent. You know, I'm not opposed to the idea of the Flyers having a mascot and everything that Gritty has done via social media and his involvement with the team so far is fine. Like, I'm all cool with the mascot throwing shots at the Pittsburgh Penguins when they throw a shot first. Definitely sleep with one eye open, bird. Um... But the thing's just fugly, and you all know what that means. Like, they could have done so much better, and I've seen these sketches got released from the artist that drew up the concept of Gritty. I don't know what happened between the sketch and production. Something went wrong. And it seems like all of Philadelphia first hated this thing, and now everyone's all aboard the train. Now I could just be I could just be a huge Grinch right now. But I'm kind of old school. This is something you would have never seen with Ed Snyder around. And he's probably rolling in his grave right now. It's honestly to me, I think it's a little bit embarrassing. Um, the Flyers haven't had a mascot as long as I've lived. 
And I just don't get it. I mean, to me, the Flyers are aiming Gritty to interact with the younger crowd and engage more fans. But the Flyers already did that pretty well with their ice crew and Shawnee Hill and the other girl who does the in, in-town arena stuff at the Wells Fargo Center. Like, you didn't need to go out and do this. And if you felt the need to do it, at least make the thing look better. Um, you know, I, I, and I don't get what they did in, with the Phantoms either. When they moved up to Allentown they, and, or um, up to Adirondack, New York and Glens Falls, they got rid of Flex, which was a great mascot, and they got Melvin. And I hate Melvin too. I think he's just dumb. Somehow Melvin's related to the Philly Fanatic and they're like cousins and I, Color me shocked if somehow, you know, Gritty is related to the Fanatic. He does the same belly move dance. It's just, like, at least try try and have something different. It seems like the Flyers are just copying off the Fanatic and saying, people love the Fanatic, so let's just do this. And hockey and baseball are two different sports. And I, I guess I'm just being a curmudgeon, but I don't like it at all. Um... I don't know what else I can say. People are trying to convince me to like Gritty, and I just, I'm being told to relax and, oh, it's not a big deal. It's, uh, I'm like, yeah, I guess I won't be as violent in my hatred towards him, but it's just, I roll my eyes at it. I'm like, this, it wasn't necessary. Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, maybe over time, Gritty will grow. I mean, I did follow him on social media for the purpose of this page. I want to see what's going on, especially if he talks more crap against the Penguins and other teams. I'm all for it. Most of the NHL mascots, I saw tweets online, welcome to the board except for the Vegas profile, which threw some shade, but that's what the Vegas PR does. Um, so we'll see. And I just I just don't get it at all. Um, threw my whole day for a loop, and literally yesterday when I walked... When I walked in the arena, I literally sat down, and two seconds later, there was Gritty. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. But then, then of course, you know, no PR is bad PR, and Gritty was on Good Morning America this morning, and apparently he's slated to get a Today Show slot. So, go on the Flyers, because they're all the hockey world's talking about. They're all over the world. They're all over the news right now. It's just about this damn Gritty. And another reason why I don't, I'm not a big fan of it is, they announced it right at a time when they're making some crucial roster moves and sending Philippe Myers down to the Phantoms. And instead of everyone criticizing the team for making the wrong move, everyone's talking about a damn mascot. Like, if you're a fan like me, you should be up in arms that one of our best defensive prospects that should have made the team because he's better than Christian Fullen, because he's better than Rakagudis, because he's better than Andrew McDonald, you should be up in arms that you didn't make this team. But yet, now we're all worried, and we're all hype over this stupid mascot, when we should be mad at the franchise for making the incorrect decision with players and prospect management. That's just me. Um, I'm going to cut it off there. I don't want this to turn into a rant for the rest of the night about this mascot. You all know how I feel about it now. I'm sure I'll catch some flack. But please, people, if you feel as me, like me, just tell me. We can have a discussion. I'll love it. I'm all for it. Because all my friends who were against were against Gritty yesterday, I woke up this morning, and they're all for him. So I feel like I've been betrayed. I literally sent one of my best friends the gif of Obi-Wan saying, I loved you, Anakin. 
you are my brother or something along those lines. So I was like, come on, dude. Like, you left me high and dry. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I just don't even know where to go from that. You know, I just got myself so worked up. I think it's... And you're, you're seeing... Alright, we're going to go back to it for a couple seconds. But you're seeing all these jokes like, you know... There's not there's a drug problem in this city of Philadelphia at times, and you know people are making all the meth and heroin jokes about gritty, and I caught myself making a couple, but then you know that's not right. But like literally, all you're seeing over memes is like, oh, this is like the fanatic went to you know rehab and is from Kensington and then left early and got hooked again. You know, at first it's funny, but then thinking about it, and it's just sad. I just, I just, I just don't know. And if that offends anyone, I'm sorry. But, man, he's ugly. Um, so, yeah, you know, that covers that topic. Uh, just segue into this out of the lines we're going to set up. Now that the preseason's winding down, of course, there's only two games left. You're going to see more of an NHL roster start to form and form. Um, I would like to see Carter Hart get and play a full game. He hasn't played a full game yet in the preseason. He's only closed out a half or started a half, although... I think he might have played the full game against the Rangers. I'll have to double-check on that. Um, I want to say that he did. Um, but, you know, it's just I want to see him get a full game, and especially against when another team's pretty much flowing out there, their NHL team. But then also, I want to see how, you know, Brian Elliott, Brian Elliott is going to need his reps based on what I saw last night. And so maybe you start Elliott one game and then you start Hart the next. So we'll see what happens in that regard. Of course, um, when Coots gets back from injury, you know, I'm just going to go over my basic line pairings now that I see happening once the season opens, um, pending any more crazy roster transactions. Um, the top line, of course, is going to be Coots centering G and Konechny. Second line, which was a line last night that was rolling, was uh, Nolan Patrick. JVR and Jake Voracek. Your third line should be Vorobiev with Simmons and Lim Bloom. I'm saying his name right. It's Lim Bloom. And then your fourth line of Wheel slash Lawton at center with Raffle and then Wheel slash Lawton at the other wing, whoever's not playing center. Uh, D pairings, of course, you're not going to touch Ghost and Provorov. Um, if McDonald's play gets better you can throw him and Sanheim back together based on what they were pretty good last year and then I don't and this third deep pair is the hard part because you really don't want Hag and Gudis together and you don't want Foleen in the lineup either so this is where you wish that Myers made the team because then you could have had a, a Hag Myers pair like it was last night be your third D pairing, and that would have won. That would have been fantastic. And so now your third D pairing is kind of Hag and Gudis slash Foleen. And I mean, I like Robert Hag, but he's not. You know, he's a shutdown defensive defenseman. He's nothing. You know, special. He's gonna play the body. He's gonna be good hits. Make good hits. Gonna go on the PK. But he's not going to be a defenseman who, you know, makes that first pass out of the zone. It's going to be an ugly, dirty play. Or he gets hemmed in at times. So that's a problem. And then, of course, your goalies. 
I mean, big shocker here. You're, if you ask me, you're going with Carter Hart and Carter Hart and Brian Elliott. And then you have to try and figure out something. Do you try and send stores down to the Phantoms in a wave when everyone else is happy with their rosters so he clears layers and no one claims them? Do you try and trade the asset? And you could probably get a third, fourth round pick for Stolarz. Um And same with Lion. Like, Lion has to clear waivers too. Obviously, Neuberth does. Um, if you ask me, it's time for the Flyers to part ways with Michael Neuberth. They need to do something. He just can't be depended on and relied on to be an NHL goalie anymore. I would argue he's better than Brian Elliott when he's healthy, but the problem is the dude flicks a booger out of his nose and he strained his neck. He pulled a muscle. He goes over to pick up the newspaper in the morning and there goes his groin. So he it's not reliable. And I don't, I don't know who's going to take him, but there has to be some NHL team out there that'd be desperate enough who needs a goalie. Um, and obviously you notice when mentioning my lineup, I didn't mention Dale Weiss and Nuri Letera. Uh, I personally waive both of them. I send them down to the Phantoms. And, of course, they have to go through waivers. And if some team picks them up, by all means, have fun. And if they don't, then they go down there and you get a couple million dollars or a couple K off the cap. And I could see maybe some team claiming Dale Weiss, but not Letera. So, you know, you, you send Letera down for the the fans for one year and then becomes a free agent and he probably goes home back to Europe because he's not a good NHL player anymore. And Dale Weiss, we still have the, on the books for one more year. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's a crapshoot. You know, it, you have an idea of what the fans want, of what us fans would like this team to do. And you have the NHL and office with Ron Hextall, who I love as a GM. Don't get me wrong. He got us out of the hellhole we were in that Paul Holmgren put us in. You know, Ron Hextall, he's, he stocked up our farm system, stocked up the prospect pool, got rid of some bad contracts, and made this team competitive and set this team up for years of contention. Like, this is their first year where the Flyers are going to be a major contender and I think have a chance to do something. Now, maybe not win the Stanley Cup, but definitely go on a run. Two, three rounds in the playoffs, be a 100-point team in the regular season. They have the talent to do it. They just need to have a couple things uh, right, stay healthy, and get good goaltending. And, you know, it just needs to happen. So, it will be very interesting. Uh, of course, I am excited overall um, for they get the season underway. It's felt like an eternity since last May when they got eliminated by the Pens. And, you know, there's a lot of good things to look for. And of course, this year, too, the Phantoms are going to be stacked you know, the talent they have, they're going to have in net and overall in their defense core and their offense. They're going to be one of the AHL's best teams, could win their division, honestly. And the Flyers should contend to win the division. I'm not going to come out and say they are going to win the division because you still have to compete with, you know, the Metro is one hell of a division with, you know, not the New York teams anymore because both the New York teams are dumpster fires now, which is awesome to say. But, you know, they have to contend with the likes of, you know, Columbus and Pittsburgh and the defending Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. It's it's not going to be an easy thing to contend for. But I definitely think, I think the top three in the, in the, in the division this year are going to be the Caps, Pens, and Flyers. 
And where they slot one, two, and three, I couldn't tell you. The fan wants me and me. The fan in me wants me to say they're going to win the division, but you know you have two really good hockey teams to the south and to the west of us. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, before we end tonight's podcast, just a couple of trades and things that happened. Of course, last week Eric Carlson got traded to the San Jose Sharks. And San Jose and Doug Wilson robbed Ottawa blind. Um, the Colorado Avalanche got more from the Ottawa Senators for Matt Duchesne than the Ottawa Senators got for Eric Carlson to San Jose, which is embarrassing and shows you everything that's wrong with Ottawa as a franchise. Um, I mean, San Jose, they're going to be that's they they hopefully they contend and have a good year and maybe you know win the Stanley Cup because, you know, they have a lot of veteran players on the team like Joe Thornton and uh, Joe Pavelski, you know, that have Brent Burns and Mark Edward Vlasic. They have players that have, you know, they've made their dues and it's, it's time. Um, and also that's who the Flyers host for their home opener. So that'll be really, really cool. A really good, exciting game to see. And so, yeah, we've just got, we've got a lot to look forward to this season. You know, overall it's exciting. And I'm ecstatic. Gritty needs to go. Hashtag not my mascot. Not my mascot. If I could only speak English properly. Thank you all for joining. I know it's a bit of a shorter episode. Um, definitely be back next week at some point. Got to find some talking points to talk about. You know, maybe do an outline. Knock off my head this time. But um, also... Maybe I'll shoot out a couple texts if anyone wants to come on and join the podcast again. It's a lot more fun. Uh, let me know what you guys thought of when I had Matt on. I, it was a different pace. You know, it's just not me talking for half an hour, four minutes. I'm actually interviewing someone. So if anyone else wants to do that, just shoot me a text. I'll be more than happy to have you on. So have a great rest of your night, guys, and let's go Flyers.